The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And good afternoon. Once again, it's 106 on this Friday. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It is Juan. My goodness, the final Friday. Final Friday in August. Today is, in fact, Friday, August 28th. This portion of the program brought to you by K's. Stop in and see them. You can get some delicious takeout. Stop in and see them at K's. They're waiting for you. Once again, for those that are just tuning in, it's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM on 101. Welcome, everyone, back that is watching on Facebook Live. Um, trying to think if I'm doing a Facebook Live this weekend. Well, if news breaks, folks. Remember, if news breaks, we do it. But for those that are just tuning in on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, I want to once again thank everyone. Last night it was announced. And, um, you know, I I am a little disappointed. I I had wanted to have a party to celebrate this. But Governor Armando, as you know, is saying that um, it can't be more than uh, a gathering of 15 or more. But thank you for voting. John DePietro Show, best radio talk show host in our area so uh thank you one and all and again i i have a posting on it on the website just so we can thank everyone but last night what an incredible night i mean i was uh so well obviously i'm happy about that but i was very very happy for president trump folks who has put as you know has put in so much and the speakers last night were terrific i want to play some of that for you and then i mentioned we are going to have a great um uh guest coming up uh next week that the Trump people have just been uh, terrific. I'll say it now. We are we're going to have Don, Donald Trump Jr. is going to be guest on the program next week. The uh, the Trump people are so supportive of the show. Jeff Gamach knows that, and a few people. I don't always throw it out, but they are so supportive. And um, and you know they. I want you to know they understand that whether you're Rhode Island or Massachusetts, where they understand the people of Rhode Island are behind the president, want to see this president reelected. Folks, ignore. All the local media people around here that knock them, right, pork boy and the rest of them, the hell with them. They know that the people are with this president. If I could get a thumbs up on on Facebook Live, you agree. I think people uh, do believe that. So let me play us a little bit of sound from um, last night, starting with, I'll tell you, that Dana White was great. Some of it was just um, tough to, to listen to. It was. And then you heard Rand Paul saying, you know, they, they wanted to thank the police. They were going to be mobbed. Folks, that's this is what we're dealing with, right? This is the mob. This is the crowd. Let me play um, a little bit of sound from uh, last night. As I mentioned, I thought Rudy Giuliani was uh, just terrific. And I was glad for Rudy, you know, because he had been getting crushed in the media with the whole Ukraine business. And, uh, boy, he... One thing about the Trump people, folks, boy, can they take a punch or can they take a punch? Big time. With the Trump people, you, you can't be part of that crowd unless um, unless you can you can take a punch because they are. Look at what's going on. This is a battle. This is a battle for the free world. But I feel much better about it. Let me hear a little bit of um, let's play a little bit. of. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani from last night. In 2013. My city elected a self-described progressive Democrat as mayor. New York City, once described as America's crime capital, had become, by the mid-1990s, America's safest large city. Now today, my city is in shock. Murders, shootings, and violent crime are increasing at percentages unheard of in the past. We're seeing the return of rioting and looting. During riots, this Democrat mayor, like others, has often prevented the police from making arrests. And even when arrests are made, liberal, progressive DAs release the rioters so as not to disrupt the rioting. New Yorkers wonder, how did we get overwhelmed by crime so quickly and decline so fast? Don't let Democrats do to America what they have done to New York. Again, the Democrats are urging you to vote for an obviously defective candidate. Biden has changed his principles so often, he no longer has any principles. He's a Trojan horse, 
with Bernie, AOC, Pelosi, Black Lives Matter, and his party's entire left wing just waiting to execute their pro-criminal, anti-police, socialist policies. The whole unprecedented wave of lawlessness began with a truly just cause. Folks, that was uh, Rudy Giuliani last night. And again, as I was saying, I thought he was was just terrific. He really knocked it out of the park. President Trump was terrific. For those, you have to feel better. If you are a Trump supporter, you know, I was just, I was also, as I was mentioning, I was, I was just happy for the, the man, but I was also happy for all of the supporters, everyone that has, you've had to put up with, all the bashing you called a racist, there's no way he can win. And boy, it was a completely different situation after last night. Well, joining us right now, she is the national spokesperson for the GOP. And I'm hoping that she feels great on this Victory Friday. And it's our friend, Liz Harrington. Good afternoon, Liz, and welcome back once again to the John DePietro Show. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. What a night. What a night. Liz, so many highlights to go through. But one thing without question is President Trump delivered the party, the convention, delivered big time last night. Uh, Truly incredible. And so much just heart and spirit. We're proud to be American. I was there last night, and I'm telling you, the energy, it's important to gather together. I'm telling you what. And it was important throughout this week to show that we are proud to be American, to show the, show the real character of this country. We're not what the Democrats say we are, and President Trump is not what the Democrats in the media, he's not who they say he is either. And so it's important for us to show the truth, not just in the words of, you know, the amazing diverse voices within our party, the new up-and-coming members of our party, whether it's uh, Daniel Cameron, in Kentucky, Tim Scott, um, Jim Jordan, just all of our great patriots and heroes. But it was really important to hear directly from the people. As Dan Scavino said last night, who needs a parade of politicians like you saw at the DNC when you have an army of the people? And they can say it better than so many of us who speak on behalf of the party and behalf of the country. But to hear from real Americans how their lives have been impacted by President Trump delivering and following during his promises, and also hearing from the Americans who've had to deal with and suffer from living under the policies of what we're running against, of the Biden-Harris agenda in action in these cities. Hearing the story from Ann Dorn, go back and listen to that. Challenge every American to say enough is enough of this violence, this just completely taking God out of our nation. No, I'm so proud that our party stood up throughout the week for America, for the unborn, for our religious liberty, and said we are not what they say we are. We are a good nation. And with all of our faults, with all of our imperfections, it's possible because God has blessed this nation, and it's possible because God blessed it at the founding, and we wrote in the founding principles that equality of opportunity, that freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. That was on display all week, and no angry mob, you know, who heckled us and just cursed us out when we left, they're not going to get damp in my spirit. Uh, this is what we're up against, but you know what? We are a united Republican Party. We are proud to be American, and we're going to win in November because we're standing up for what's right and what's true, and I'm so proud of our president and just everyone coming together, and I think it was a great night for him, and he deserved a great night because he's worked so tirelessly for our country uh, with everything they've thrown at him, and it was just, it was an amazing night, and no angry mob can take that away from us. Liz, talk a little bit, though. It is uh, it, it is incredible. We just heard the news at 1 o'clock. I mean, Rand Paul thanked the D.C. police. I mean, that, that was a violent mob that was going after everyone that was, that was leaving last night. And they want to defund the police. Look what would happen. We were lucky, the group I was with, our exit wasn't as crowded, but they were there. 
angry, just cursing us out, cursing, you know, you have families with young children there, just, and the vitriol and the anger and the hate, they don't want a debate. No. And it's really, I mean, it's just like Nancy Pelosi said, oh, no debate. We, throughout this week, all we ask is tune in, uninterrupted, this is the case we're making. This is the case for what we've accomplished. This is the case for our agenda. This is what we want to do going forward. This is the country we want to serve. These are the people in it. And just have an open mind. Freedom of thought, right? That's what we're fighting for. They had their chance, and they didn't tell the truth. They didn't tell the truth about President Trump. They didn't tell the truth about America. They didn't tell the truth about their radical agenda. And they certainly didn't even mention their radical agenda in practice in all these cities that they've run for decades. And so we just want to have the argument, let Americans think and live and decide and choose for themselves. And Nancy Pelosi, what does she say after she's seen it? We put on the best argument to reelect this president and to stand up for what's right in this country. And what does she say? No, you can't debate. They don't want to debate. Same with the angry mob that's just throwing F-bomb after F-bomb. word against us when we walked out. But you know what? We're not going to be cowered by this. This is what's at stake. They don't want to debate. They don't want open thought. It's submit, get in line, and shut up. And Donald Trump Jr., I missed this line from his speech. There were so many amazing speeches this week. But what he said in his speech, if we don't defeat them, the silent majority will go become the silenced majority. That's we right. We can't let that happen. And this week was not just about speaking up for what's right. It was about standing up, just like those wounded vets at Fort McHenry stood for our anthem. If they can stand, can't we? And that's what's at stake in this election. That's what we're fighting for, and we're not going to let them uh, scare us or cower in fear. Rand Paul, he's already been attacked once by a crazy zealot and injured and, you know, really injured severely. They threw a bike at him last night. Yes, I saw that. He's not going to be deterred either. We're going to stand up for the police and law enforcement and justice, true justice in this country. Folks, we're speaking with Liz Harrington on, uh, you know, Liz, and I want to give you credit and the party. I mean, so many people said you can't pull off a virtual convention. You know, after last night, I've never seen the White House look so majestic. I know, but sometimes... The camera's always panned in the hall with this somebody with like a funny hat on or sunglasses and all that stuff. I felt last night you could just get more of the the way the convention went this week. You could get more substance because yeah. I could absorb everything that, you know, Nick Sandman was saying. And all week long, it was it was just incredible. You didn't have the distractions of the the applause and the crowd. I I. You know, I mean, I know it's night and day, and I know it's nice to have the crowd, but, boy, that that was something. Last night was just a night to remember at the White House. It really was, and the elegance of it all. And it's really amazing to see God's work in it all. You know, we worked so hard to have the convention in Charlotte. We were there for years. We had staff on the ground, and then the Democrat governor kicked us out. And then so, well, okay, we'll go to Jacksonville. And then, you know, it just wasn't. It just wasn't going to be able to happen because of the media. You know, it just, we could have done it safely, but it just wasn't, it, it, it wasn't in the cards this year. Yeah. And the fact that we did it virtually in such a quick turnaround, but it really was, it, it made it for the moment, for the times we're in, two and a half hours every night. It made us sharp. It made us focused highlighting so many people and stories and achievements and the issues of the day it it made everyone you know two and a half hours you tune in you didn't want to miss a minute i didn't want to miss a minute that's why i watch on c-span or on the live channel because i don't need these pundits these filters these gatekeepers right the fact checkers no i want to see what the argument is right and i encourage anyone who if you missed a minute of it go back and watch all four nights yeah it's it, 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 we were able to present our case and in a virtual way, but it was really just, you know, they had their woke telethon, PBS. It was so boring, the Democrats. We had basically like the best, it was almost like a Ken Burns, but what's best about America special, yes. nightly special every night. Yep. So we had the, the opposite, and it really came together beautifully, and I really, truly believe it's because we had people speaking from the heart, 
and telling the truth. And that, the substance is what matters the most. And because it was that, that sharp time frame, you know, the two and a half hours rather than speeches all throughout the day and people tune in and out and everything else, we were able to focus on what really matters and uh, let people speak for themselves and just share the truth. And that is a powerful weapon. And I'm telling you, they are they are nervous. So, so stay tuned what Democrats have up their sleeves because you know they don't want to give up their power. You know they're going to be relentless, and especially when they feel like it's threatened. And President Trump, oh, he threatens the swamp so much. Uh, he's so tough, and he delivers for Americans. And uh, I, I tell you what, we're feeling so good, and we couldn't be prouder of our party and everyone in it and the, and the new members of our party. People are coming in droves. Yes. What did Ivanka say last night? The defender of common sense. That's right. That's who President Trump is. That's what this country is. You know, Liz... Folks, and again, we're speaking with Liz Harrington. I'm going to let her go in just a moment. National spokesperson for the Republican Party. But Liz, you know, you said something really key that it was it was so important. It was good for people to be together. This past Sunday here in Narragansett Bay, right off of Newport in Rhode Island, uh, someone last minute put together a Trump boat parade. And I, I was the only one that went and covered it. The media felt, oh, no one's going to show up. Liz, they had 12,000 people, both on both sides of the bay, plus in the water, over 700 boats. It's the largest boat parade ever in the area. But what I kept hearing from people was, oh, my God, it's so good to be around other supporters. Like sometimes in my neighborhood or in my office, or I, I feel like I'm the only one. You're exactly right. It is so, last night, this week, was so big for everybody to come together and say, listen, it's like the team going into the huddle before the big play. We're all together. The president is the quarterback, and let's go out there and get this ball in the end zone. Exactly. And just like Herschel Walker, he said, oh. no, the other team didn't like it much when I ran them over either. That's President Trump. And it's it, it just the true character of him really came across from, from start to finish. And the media, they're just smear machines. They just attack and attack. And they, and then they act as if, oh, they can see into the soul. They don't have a clue. They really don't. This man is tough and he's consistent. He's so consistent. They, they're all over the place. They switch, you know, whatever the wind's blowing and whatever, or whatever they think is bad for Trump, that's all of a sudden they're, you know, moral compass. It's ridiculous. We showed all from, we heard from people that actually know him, that work with him day in, day out, his family, of course. But you know what? What comes across, he loves this country. He's going to do whatever it takes to deliver. And it came across from Ivanka's speech last night, too. The joy in her voice when she said, you know, all the Democrats oppose the child tax credit. You know, now they're proposing their own thing. But when it, it really came down to doing something about it, all of them voted against it. And she said, we got it done anyway. And she just had such joy in her heart because that they're not politicians. They're not after just power. They didn't have to do any of this. They gave up a really nice life. They gave up the world, right? The world loved the Trumps. He was in every rap song. I mean, you know, everyone wanted to be like Trump, you know, his billionaire success story, everything else. And look what they've given up. They, but they fight for America because they care about the country. And we all care about the country. And what you saw throughout this week is so important to gather together with like-minded people. More and more people are coming to our side because... They're saying, wait a minute, we're not irredeemable and deplorable. We're not perfect, but we are Americans. And we've always been able to overcome challenges. And the defeatist, just nasty, uh, superficial nonsense from the swamp that we've heard for years, what Ivanka said as well, Washington didn't change Donald Trump. Donald Trump changed Washington. You know what Barack Obama was asked in November 2010 after the Tea Party? We rose up and said, get out of our health care. We're going to take back our individual liberty. He was asked by 60 Minutes, you, you came to uh, change Washington. Well, Washington changed you. And you know what his answer was? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. We know. We, don't, we have memory. Yep. You ran on hope and change, and Obama and Biden, you didn't change anything. That's right. And President Trump 
Trump is the change maker. He's a difference maker, and he's a problem solver. Solver, and there's so much more, and the best is yet to come. We're not going to let some pandemic from communist China throw it all away. We're not going to let that ever happen. That's right, folks. She is Liz Harrington. Again, Liz, congratulations on a fabulous week. Thanks for taking time this afternoon, and we will talk to you again. Always love talking with you. All right. Thank you, folks. There it is. Liz Harrington. What a big night. Let's uh, good afternoon to everybody tuning in on uh, Facebook Live. It's Sean DePietro on this victorious Friday. I don't know, but I mean, everyone, if you you've got if you don't have a soul, if you don't feel better after last night, the president was brilliant. The fireworks display. The White House has never looked more majestic. The lighting on that. You know, I'm always impressed by the lighting. Now, we're going to talk to our friend, my gun guy, John Francis, coming up in just a moment. But, folks, now I want to remind you. Next time you need to fill up your tank with propane. Now, I know you have different options, but I'm asking you to go visit my friend Phil Johnson at Johnson Propane. Call him at 621-8129, 621-8129. He's open seven days a week, located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, Manton, right in front of the Stop and Shop next to Wendy's. It's Johnson Propane, 621-8129. They will fill, he will refill your Blue Rhino tank 15 bucks. Most of the time, if you bring a blue rhino tank somewhere, it's 22 bucks, 25 sometimes to swap it out. So if you have two tanks, and keep in mind, if we lose power, you're going to need propane. Many people, they use that as a generator if you lose power. Um, that would be 50 bucks. Now with Phil, it would be 30. Johnson Propane, right next door to Wendy's, located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, across from where Doris Vending used to be. Open seven days a week from nine to seven. Credit cards accepted. Propane tank and supplies. Johnson Propane, 621-8129. Drive in, no wait. The guy is one of a kind. Plus, he and he always has propane. Some people run out. Phil Johnson never runs out. Johnson Propane, 621-8129. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this uh, victorious Friday, and it is, and it just feels terrific. So happy for Team Trump. This portion of the program, <coughs> excuse me, is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today. Remember what we say. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Allow me to provide an example. Uh, we had a problem with our dryer, right? You go to do a, you do the wash, Washing machine was working okay. The dryer, not so much. What did I do? I pick up the phone and I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. Suddenly a truck appeared in my driveway and it said Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. Boom. Fixed it. Then I went to make microwave popcorn and the microwave wouldn't work. This one, he and his dad came, George. They had to take it back to the workshop and fix it. And then I went for the hat trick the uh, oven would not heat up. We had a problem with the oven. So I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Senior citizens discount is available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Remember what we say. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096 401-710-7096. Folks, again, a couple of reminders. Um, so this is very exciting. Next week, by the way, <coughs> excuse me, folks, I apologize. Next week, Governor Mundo will be doing daily press briefings. So we'll be um, in covering that. If you're wondering about back to school, uh, it's difficult because there's a lot of districts that the unions are dictating and they're basically saying that they won't allow the children, even though it's safe, for in-person learning. And so next week, though, Governor Mundo will be back from vacation. Uh, in, in case you missed it, she's out on Block Island. And um, uh, there was a picture posted of her. If you haven't seen it yet, we posted it first. You can go to the website, petro.com And um, surprise, surprise, um, there's a part of it where she... Um, 
does not have a mask on, but you can see it uh, at the website, depetro.com. What else did I want to mention before we uh, go to our guest? Uh, something else with me, folks. I apologize. Just a lot of news. You know, normally I follow the hurricane stuff, but it's just, for whatever reason, maybe because it's so far away, I just don't find it that interesting. I know a number of the school districts uh, voted last night. You know, that that is pathetic, actually. Now I do realize. Cumberland voted last night. That That is a joke. Cumberland, what is wrong? Folks, you should be vocal. If you send your child to public school in Cumberland, what are you kidding me? That is perfectly safe. But there is something wrong that Rhode Island reports 50 new cases. The daily positivity rate has hit a record low in Rhode Island. And yet you still have these school districts voting. Oh, no, we're going to do distance learning. Folks, they're not even trying. All they're doing is coming up with excuses. Pawtucket and Cumberland vote to start the year with distance learning. That, that, that is a joke. If you live in one of those districts, you should be demanding from your school committee. Wrong. You know, that, that is absolutely wrong. 58 new cases. The lowest it's been since March. And they're still fighting about the going back. It can be done safely. What a joke. All right, let me bring on our friend John Francis, my gun guy, the uh, defender of the faith, Second Amendment head- headquarters is John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. Let me uh, get him on the line. Uh, let's see. I spoke to him just a short time ago. Here we go. And we'll get our friend up. Oh, we'll get John Francis on the uh, line with us, folks. Um, let's see. Where is he? There you are. Um, info. Hold on. Bear with me, folks. Because his line is uh, busy at the moment. Oh, going to that one. Oh, okay, here we go. One ringy dingy. Calling New Haven. Remember uh, Dialing for Dollars with uh, George Allen on Channel 6? Calling Riverside this afternoon. Four from the top. All right, folks, joining us right now on the line is my gun guy from Competition Shooting Supplies. It's the one and only John Francis. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? Well, I'll tell you, John, uh, everyone feels very enthused after seeing last night the convention, but at the same time, as people have been watching all the events all week of these mobs in Wisconsin, the mob, the uh, the fact that you had the people trying to make their way back to the hotels last night and the mob going after them. This is another example that people are saying maybe it's time to stop by competition shooting supplies. Absolutely. And I, I can understand that. And, um, uh, and I've been seeing that uh, for quite some time now, even before the uptick in the violence around the country. Now, John Francis, how are we folks located? 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, your Second Amendment headquarters. Remember what we say. When they say defund the police, you say competition shooting supplies. How are we doing for inventory and ammunition? So uh, ammunition continues to be uh, a real uh, uh, source of of a problem for availability. Uh, Right now, because of the the huge demand nationwide and Especially after the kind of violence we saw last weekend, I'm getting even more people looking, especially for 9mm ammo, and it's just not there. I have a small amount available, you know, for people who are buying guns from the store, but uh, right now I've not really been able to procure uh, extra for people just to walk in and purchase. Wow. And what about for, uh, for firearms? So for firearms, um, I did get a, a pretty good shipment of uh, Taurus high-capacity 9mm pistols. I, but I, you know, out of 10, 10 guns that came in, I probably only have three or four left. That, that is incredible. So, and, and, and also, John, what about for those who, um, those that, that are looking to, they're deciding with all the violence they're seeing around them, that they've decided it's time to purchase and, uh, and, and get a blue card? Uh, so, yep, anybody who's uh, interested in a blue card uh, test, uh, we give the test every day up until a half hour before closing. And I did get resupplied on uh, study guides uh, from the state. So if you want to stop by and pick up a study guide and to look at it ahead of time, come on down. Now, so, folks, so we're speaking to John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. Now, also, John, for the, someone that's listening right now, maybe they have some extra some firearms, maybe they have a collection. This, it sounds like this would be a good time to do consignment as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if anybody out there in your audience has uh, 
any defensive style, uh, you know, rifles, handguns, shotguns that they'd be interested in uh, parting with, uh, give me a call or come on down. I'd be happy to take a look at them and we can either, I could either purchase them outright uh, or you could put them on consignment or you could even uh, put it towards uh, as a trade-in if something here in the shop catches your eye. So, John, the, the demand, it just seems unending. If anything, it just seems to maybe increase sometimes as people follow what's going on in the news. Right. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's not going to subside anytime soon, uh, especially when you have the Democrat leadership in these cities and towns and, and states that are allowing this kind of violence to go unabated. That's right. And John Francis, what's it going to do for sales at competition shooting supplies if Cicilline and Alorza get their way where Biden gets elected and then in Rhode Island they start defunding police departments? Um, well, uh, <laughs> well believe, it, believe it or not, John, uh, police departments around the state have are already feeling the budget crunch as yeah. we speak. That's right. And, uh, you know, I, I told you, uh, I think it was a week or two ago, the law changed in the state how we do the background checks. Yes. So, um, you know, since I've, there's been a number of departments that um, are taking, you know, uh, unfortunately, they're taking more and more time to get the checks done. And that is because, one, they're getting flooded with forms from dealers all over the state where they never did before. And they're already short-handed because of COVID. A lot of police departments, you know, their, their, their budgets have been stressed, and they've actually started to furlough people from the departments. Oh, my goodness. At a time that... So, the, you know, so, mm. the, 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 you know, and, you know, when I give you people, I start hearing defund the police. These guys are already short-handed and overworked as it is. It's going to be, it's going to be complete chaos. Wow. What are your app, folks? Competition shooting supplies. John Francis, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Call him at 727-1716. John, what are your hours for uh, to, to the rest of this day, Friday, and tomorrow? Uh, today, I'm here till 6 o'clock, and Saturday, I'm open 9 to 430. All right, folks, John Francis. John Francis, you are the defender of the faith at Second Amendment headquarters. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John, and congratulations on being uh, the number one talk show host. Thank you. Look at that. Thank you very much, John Francis. Thank you very much, John. Thank you. Folks, there he is, our friend John Francis, right here on the John DePietro Show. Now, this portion of the program is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Stop in and see them, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Now, right now, it's 139 on this Friday. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. Folks, um, I encourage you to go to the website, DePietro.com. We have some new video up in case, you know, some people missed what happened on Federal Hill. Over the week uh, on Monday night when we were there, I also want to make mention of Justin Katz. We have Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. We had him. We have him every Monday for this week in politics. He wrote a good piece, shaping the narrative of protests in Rhode Island. Now, again, this is on the website OceanStateCurrent.com. OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin writes. <coughs> excuse me. Look, we all know the news media tilts its coverage to to favor progressives and Democrats beyond dispute at this point. And they said, still, it's remarkable to see it in action. Take a typical article covering the conservative Republican event. In this case, the Sunday pro-Trump boat parade. Laura Damon in the Providence Journal. The article actually stood out for integrity compared with WPRI, Channel 12, who since changed their article, who originally stated that there were only a dozen boats participated. Where the journal said, it was around 300 with thousands from the shore. She also, Damon, um, Laura Damon of the Journal, also uh, presented comments from some of the participants in the rally. Of course, she also sought out, quote, a couple of anti-Trump spectators in the area. One of whom, quote, has a broad smile, light sense of humor. Contrast that with the quote about the ugliness of what Trump stands for. Damon goes further, uses quotation clothing from pro-Trump uh, participants. The other anti-Trump person in the article has a Black Lives Matter sign, accuses the rally goes telling her to go home, among other unsavory things. Now, contrast this with Madeline List's Providence Journal article about the Black Lives Matter action on Federal Hill on Monday night. When a marching crowd stopped in the middle of Deepasquale Square, Federal Hill, stopped traffic, berated outdoor diners. The spectators she interviewed are all sympathetic. 
She reports that, quote, one woman became incensed, standing up for a table to yell at the demonstrators. They were being disrespectful and appropriate. But list of the journal doesn't bother to get her name or ask her to elaborate. Protesters did not back down. And the woman left with her family shortly after. List managed to find a drive who actually appreciates the opportunity to be inconvenienced. And that is true. She found a driver who said, you know, I didn't mind. I want to get out and protest with them. Once again, however, Rhode Island is fortunate to have John DePietro filling out the massive gaps for the mainstream media. 30 seconds into his Facebook live video from the event, we can appreciate watching Madeline List in the red overall, and he circles her, look at a man with his dog shouting in opposition and decided not to interview him. In fact, she steps a few feet away, <clears throat> justified not including the man in her article. Uh, John later identified List of the video, makes explicit that the man in the purple was criticizing the protests as some who then taunted him. It's true. They all surrounded him. You, see, you can see the footage on DePetro.com. DePetro also has clips showing some of the aggression towards the people whose meal the mob was disrupting. Granted, media bias has gotten so bad in recent years as a very mild example, but it's more important for the reason. Every article and every subject involves these little tweaks to change the way people understand what's going on at the world. At the boat rally... At the boat rally of thousands, two people in opposition are quoted and described favorably, while an outside expert is brought in to warn about a group that has nothing to do with the event. At the Black Lives Matter action of hundreds, the mainstream journalist chose not to give voice to anyone with a different view. The social justice journalists want conservatives to feel like those with whom they are aligned are unsavory while the other side is not threatening. And they want others to feel like everyone else believes the same thing they do. You know, that is excellent by Justin. And again, we'll uh, talk to him on uh, Monday as we do politics. Um, this week is the name of our segment with Justin Katz. Well, folks, good afternoon. <clears throat> it's John DePietro. And again, uh, I do want to thank uh, everyone for uh, being so generous and stepping up. And um, oh, good. Terrific. Yeah, I did speak with Liz Harrington. Thank you. Thank you. She was great. Thank you. Uh, she was terrific. Go to the website, though, and you can, um, and you can uh, folks, see a lot of the stories and the articles that we talk about <clears throat> and, um, and a lot more. And, again, the Facebook Live, we, we do when, when news breaks. You know, if something happens over the course of the weekend, we'll be there. But next week should be uh, very exciting. Now, again, as I was mentioning, right now it's 144. If you're a parent... The listing right now, there, there's no reason why these districts, other than dictates by the union, you know, that is pathetic that Cumberland is saying that they're not going to go back to school for in-person learning. Um, it makes no sense. That is just going to be, that is a different agenda. There is, there is no reason why Rhode Island saw a record low positivity rate today. Health officials say that of the 7,200 tests were administered, the positivity rate is 0.8. That's below 1%, obviously. The last time the rate fell below 1% was July 5th, when it hit Uh, 0.9. As of midday, 81 Rhode Islanders in the hospital, 8 in intensive care, 4 in ventilators. And still, despite that, you have Cumberland announcing Along with Pawtucket, nope, we're going to do distance learning. It 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 makes no sense. I I think it's selfishness. Um, it has nothing to do with safety. This is all being dictated by the unions. What's what's really going on? I want to just go back to uh, right now. It's one forty five. I want to go back to um, Rudy Giuliani, who is um, was I thought he was was just. Uh, Terrific, folks. He, I thought uh, Rudy was terrific last night, and I, um, I was glad for him because he, he's had a rough go of it. Let's hear a little bit. This was uh, Rudy Giuliani last night making the case. Have none of that. So Black Lives Matter and Antifa sprang into action and in a flash. Oh, hold on. They hijacked the peace. Here's what's really going on. Here we go. And in a flash, they hijacked the peaceful protest into vicious, brutal riots. <laughs> Soon protests turned into riots in many other American cities, almost all Democrat. Businesses were burned and crushed, people beaten, shot and killed, police officers routinely assaulted, badly beaten, and occasionally murdered. 
and the police handcuffed by progressive Democrat mates from doing anything but observe the crimes and absorb the blows. But the worst of it was the slaughter of innocent young people with their whole lives ahead of them. The murder of four-year-old Grand Talfaro in Kansas City shocked the nation, but not Black Lives Matter or their many Democrat supporters. 17-year-old basketball star Brandon Hendricks creates the risk that you will bring this lawlessness to your city, to your town, to your suburb. That is Rudy last night. Folks, I also want to mention, um, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro on this Friday. Let me have a thumbs up if you're still watching on Facebook Live. Again, you can hear the show weekdays, 11 to 2, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I do want to mention... um, I happened to catch a little sports talk radio yesterday, and I want to tell you about it because it was comical to listen to. <clears throat> Pathetic is a better word, but I'm going to try to be kind because I'm in a good mood. But I want to also remind you on this Friday about our friends at Brothers Disposal. If you're doing a small household construction project or a project in your house, in your yard, call Brothers Disposal today. 688 517 for Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have the purple and yellow Facebook page. They'll put a dumpster in your driveway. So maybe you want to get rid of some unwanted belongings or you're doing a project and you need a dumpster. They'll come and boom, drop it right in your driveway. Brothers Disposal, 6880517. Right now it's 148 on this Friday. Good afternoon, one and all. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Please visit the website, depetro.com. And we have some uh, big changes that are coming with that. Some other things going to be a very exciting month next month, folks, as the program continues to get bigger and bigger. But I want to just point out, I was <clears throat> yesterday coming back from the eye doctor. And I was listening to uh, Flipping Around. You can't listen to, I mean, it's impossible to listen to um, where I was in the state. I couldn't get the northern part. So, you know, you can't listen to, to York or anything. But anyhow, I have not listened. And so, therefore, I haven't heard a lot of sports talk radio, where sometimes I, w- I would listen. But what is pathetic is they feel obligated to defend the NBA players. And they're walking out in the protest. And I flipped back and forth. I heard a little bit of Felger and Maz, and I heard a little EEI. And what's comical, obviously, number one, it's a good thing that they are just supposed to talk about sports. Because for the most part, they don't even know what they're talking about. That's number one. Number two, the NBA player protests. Hey, guess what, NBA? Go ahead. No one cares. How about it was in the news? A lot of the players are saying they feel they should be back in their communities protesting. I mean, think how moronic that is. And on E, on, uh, no, I think it was, it was 98.5, the, the sports hub, Felger and Maz. They were trying to uh, say what it is that caused the NBA protest. Because let's be very clear. The word that came out on Sunday was that this, this guy that was shot in Wisconsin, an unarmed black man, was shot seven times, right? That's what we were told about Jacob Blake. He wasn't, he, he wasn't even there. He was trying to break something up. And the NBA players announced, oh, we're, we're, that's it. We're walking out. Well, since then, we find out, number one, he had an outstanding warrant for his arrest. Number two, the real reason that they're ending the boycott is it turns out he had a knife on him. And that he was fighting. And then a video came out and showed that he was fighting with police. So the sports guys, like, what is wrong with you? They feel, like, they feel compelled to defend the NBA players. And the NBA players don't even know why they're protesting. But they keep telling them that they admire them. And boy, this, I've never been prouder. And I see them on Twitter, that Greg Dickerson or whatever. I've never been prouder of the NBA. For what? Like the NBA, hear me out. Right now at 150. Okay, hear me out. The NBA, this is the guy that you're going to walk off the court. LeBron James, they don't even know what they're talking about. They obviously don't even read. This is who you, this is the hill you're going to die on. This guy, who number one, an outstanding warrant. Number two, uh, violating restraining order. Three, arrested multiple times on domestic abuse. Four, had a knife on him. Five, had three kids in the car who he was going to speed away, fighting with police. This is who you're going to defend. This guy. Like, are you kidding me? The reason why the boycott is ending 
Oh, and why didn't it happen right away? The reason it's ending is because of, oh, did he have a knife on him? Oh, okay. All right, never mind. Like, what is wrong with them? But what is worse are these sports talk guys. I love the sports talk guys that I heard were actually saying, I think it's good. There should be no sports. Yeah, because of what happened. So, so now, oh, okay. Hey, guess who's going to be, gets the first one out of the job if there's no sports? Sports talk show hosts. Baseball players. No, we're not going to play. The NFL, you know, we're not going to because we're sick of this. For what? For a guy with a knife who had an outstanding warrant, who had a restraining order against him, who would not comply with police, who was fighting with police, who was going into his car to do one or two things, either get the weapon. They asked him, did he say he had a knife? They were saying drop the knife. Then they're saying the knife was in the car. He was shot seven times. That is true. But it was positioned as if it was running. So on the sports hub, Felgren Maz and the guy Jim Murray, they're trying to say, well, I think the reason they were protesting is because of that kid from Illinois. That, oh, so, so now you're trying to make excuses for why they're protesting. You know why they had to do that? The reason they were protesting was because of the kid from Illinois, the teen who came in and he was shooting. That's why they, oh, okay. So now you're making up why, the, you know what? The real answer is they don't even know why they're protesting. Probably because they, they don't even like the way the season is going. They're tired of being in the bubble. I think it's comical. Keep in mind, most of the NBA players are, they're all, you know, millionaires and loaded. And they're like, whatever. I want to go home with my family. I don't want to be in this bubble. I have, if you have, you know, $20 million, you have very little incentive to continue with the season. But that was comical. They're, they're trying to make the excuse of why they're protesting. They don't even know why they're excuses. LeBron James, I'm tired of this. Uh, enough of what? Comply with police. Folks, does, one thing I will say at uh, one fifty three on this Friday, I'll tell you what should change. You know, in, in another time, I'm going to talk about this. But what, what is wrong, hear me out, wherever you're listening right now, what is wrong about the Police Bill of Rights? This shooting took place on Sunday. Okay, so on Sunday is when you had this altercation. And this man, Jacob Blake, was shot seven times, put in the hospital. What must change in our country? We also found out that apparently George Floyd died from a fentanyl overdose. That he had, he was taking drugs. He was on drugs. And when he saw the police approach in the vehicle, instead of being caught with drugs, as we talked about earlier, he seemingly digested the rest of the fentanyl he had. So let's go back to the end of May, Memorial Day. If Chauvin has him on the ground and doesn't have his knee on his neck, which he never should have done, it would appear that George Floyd dies of an overdose. Maybe because the ambulance didn't get there in time. He was in distress. He was in distress because he was apparently overdosing on fentanyl. With law enforcement, the attorney general's office, what they must do, folks, they have to be more proactive. Because instead, the George Floyd situation goes out, boom, they had the knee on the neck, he's saying I can't breathe, and they basically suffocated the guy to death. That is clearly not what happened. The medical examiner in Minneapolis said no, he actually died from a fentanyl overdose. But think of everything that has happened since Memorial Day in this country with race relations. Now, the situation with Jacob Blake in Wisconsin. You know, why are we just finding out yesterday that he had a knife on him? That should have been out Sunday night. On Sunday night, law enforcement in Wisconsin should have said, hold on, before there's any rioting, before anything breaks loose. This guy had an outstanding warrant on him. He had a knife on him. He he had uh, three boys in the car. He had a restraining order. He wasn't even supposed to be there. Like, what are they waiting for? Because one thing we've learned is the other side, they don't wait to get all the facts. As much as people may say, let's all take a deep breath and let's all take a deep breath and and let's all wait till all the facts. I'll tell you who's not waiting for the facts to come out. 
The people who aren't waiting for the facts to come out are the rioters and the looters. So with this police bill of rights, and here's what happens. Now, hear me out. This is wildly important. I don't hear anyone else saying this, but I believe there should be some kind of a national protocol that when you have an incident like this, they cannot sit back into their hands. But I'll tell you what happens. Because of the police officer bill of rights, the police in Minneapolis, they dummy up. They don't say a word, right? They No, Fifth Amendment, I don't have to say anything. They don't cooperate. So we don't find out what the hell happened. In Wisconsin, the same type of thing happens. But in the meantime, the silence, the other side is impatiently waiting for all the facts to roll out. Boom, they hit the street. Unarmed black man shot seven times in the back in front of his kids. That's what goes out. That's what caused the riots. That's what causes the fire. That's what causes the mayhem. The police bill of rights, because of the rights of a few, all of us are paying the penalty for this. And it's insanity. Think of this. Think of everything, the damage that has been done in every major city, everywhere. The amount of all this we can't take it anymore. And George Floyd, say his name. George Floyd, say his name. I can't breathe. Say his name. George Floyd, say his name. George Floyd, defund the police. Say his name. George Floyd, now they're saying, say his name. Jacob Blake, say his name. Jacob Blake. All of this, and it's all built on a false narrative. But to circle back, but what's comical is, that, like, there's no way Felger, Maserati, the other guy, Jim Murray, I haven't listened to those guys since the pandemic started. I would listen to them during the football season. But there's no way they can actually believe this. It was kind of comical. I, I mean, I wouldn't listen, again, simply because there's too much going on. That's like a... A luxury. You're in the car. It's impossible to listen to like a pork boy. Sometimes I'll listen to Hannity, whatever, or the great John Dion would have you. But my point is, or a big guy, but my point is, something needs to be done. Like, excuse me, the clock is ticking. Oh, really? On on Wednesday or Thursday, you announced he had a knife on him. You know what? That might have been that little nugget of information really would have come in handy on Sunday night. Oh, did he have a restraining order against him? This guy, oh, okay, really. So Jacob Blake had a restraining order against him. He had an outstanding warrant, and he had a knife. And you have a video of him fighting with police. You know, Sunday, something tells me Sunday night that might have been important to get into. Or the whole thing with George Floyd, where we find out the officer, yeah, I think we have video of him swallowing the rest of the fentanyl. You know, Memorial Day weekend might have been a nice time to break out that little nugget of information. Could have kind of saved the whole thing. I mean, that must change. You can't sit on your hands because the mob's not sitting on their hands. They go into overdrive. They go zero to 100 and immediately get everybody going. Folks, it's John DePietro again. Thank you one and all. The great Jeff Kamach, everybody, all the viewers and listeners for voting. It means the world. I want everyone to enjoy yourself this weekend. Go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, uh, the official website. Mm-hmm.